Hello, as part of our preaching series we're working our way through the beautiful book of John. I will be reading, I will be looking at John 14 with you today and I want to start by reading the first four verses. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. What a beautiful picture of a room being prepared for us. What a mansion that here, that is going to be. The God of creation is preparing a room just for you. I reckon he knows what we would like. I don't think that we will be disappointed and say, wish that you picked this colour or have this position this way. He knows better than we ourselves. The one who created us is now preparing our rooms perfectly for us. And what will be more wonderful than that is that Jesus takes us to live in perfect peace in the presence of God for the rest of eternity. And I take great comfort in this right now more than ever. I'm currently living with my mum on the Yorkshire coast in Whitby. And I came to be with my mum and dad four weeks ago to be a support to both of them while my dad was in the final battle of his life. My heart aches at the loss of my dad, who has now gone to be with the Lord just over a week ago now. My heart aches and goes out to anyone who is also suffering loss at this time. I like to imagine the kind of room Jesus prepared for my dad. I reckon it has spectacular guitars on the walls as he loved to play his guitar. I also think it will be decorated with the faithfulness of my dad as he walked with God in his life. And there will be expressions of my dad's victorious moments for Christ on display. And even though I'm still grieving for the loss of my beautiful dad, I take great comfort knowing my dad is a champion in heaven, having fought the good fight here in his lifetime is now in perfect peace and harmony where there is no more crying or pain is totally restored and totally healed and jesus in this part of john 14 is telling the disciples this that he's going away and preparing a room for them because he wants them to be comforted by this for what is to come and then jesus then explains to the disciples that he is the way and the truth and the life and Philip in verse 8 responds with, Lord, show us the Father, that that will be enough for us. And then Jesus responds to him with this in verse 9. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The works I say to you, I do not speak on my, the words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in, my, in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Have you ever thought that it must be easy for the disciples to believe? They got to be with Jesus. They got to walk around with him and hear his preaching and see his signs and miracles. And here we have one of the disciples having difficulty believing. We can all now have a sigh of relief that even the disciples struggled. Because it's not just us. 
Is it not true that we can sometimes have moments when we say to God, if only this happens or if only that happens, and I know it is so. And Philip, who saw miracles, heard the preaching, saw the works of Jesus and still wanted to see a sign. It doesn't matter who we are or where we are in time or place or whether or not we see miracles or we see Jesus. We must not rely only on what we see or what we do not see, but instead we must put our faith and trust in the invisible God. From verse 12 it says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. They will do even greater things than these. For us to do the works of God, we need to come from a place of trust and faith, believing with all our hearts that Jesus is sent from the Father and is the way and the truth and the life. I get excited, inspired, encouraged and blessed at the thought that Jesus said that not only will we do the works that he has been doing, we will do even greater things than the works he did. It sparks a sense of adventure in me. Me do greater works than Christ Jesus. Can you imagine doing greater works than Jesus? You know, in so many ways, we already have done greater works than Jesus and, and our works are getting greater and greater. Jesus, our example, walked the earth, touching people's lives, showing love and acceptance to the lowly and the marginalised. He loved and showed grace to the lost and lonely. He loved and accepted those who felt ashamed, dirty rubbish. He noticed people who were unfairly treated, prejudiced against, and stood up for them, defended them, extended his arms of love to them upholding righteousness and justice while proclaiming the gospel, healing the sick, amending the brokenhearted. Everything he did was his father's business, doing what the father showed him to do. He loved to obey his father more than fearing what man thought of him. He lived his life in total obedience to God, making disciples and bringing transformation wherever he went. Jesus goes on to say in verse 15 that if we love him we will keep his commands and that even though he has gone to be with the Father he will not leave us as orphans. He will not leave us alone but will presence himself with us by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can continue to do the works that he did. Right now wherever you are at you can know his presence. If you are a child of God and you have received him into your heart and made him the Lord of your life, you can know for certain that you are not alone, but that he is with you. Today you, ask, 
you can ask him to be the Lord of your life and start to walk in obedience to him if you want to know his presence continually for yourself or to be filled with the power for yourselves. He is knocking at the door of your heart and will come in. All you have to do is invite him. So how is it that he said that we will do even greater works? No, instead of one man filled with the power of God walking the earth, showing love and grace to the lost and lonely. Instead of one man showing love and acceptance to those who are full of shame and guilt. Instead of one man standing up for righteousness and justice, defending the poor and the weak, and going about healing the sick. There is now a multitude of sons and daughters of the living God filled with that same power doing those works. Sons and daughters who are part of a missional community, making disciples, bringing kingdom transformation. This is how we do greater works than Jesus. Instead of one Jesus, there are many sons and daughters with greater opportunities to have a greater impact in our world reaching a greater number of people. Sons and daughters filled with the living God are touching lives in more places than ever, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our streets. This pandemic, which the enemy intends to use to kill, steal and destroy our world, is also an opportunity for us to continue in the works of Christ, to touch our streets with the love, kindness and grace of God like never before. We can take great opportunity, we can take great comfort in knowing that there is a place being prepared for us or for our loved ones. But let this be a great motivator for us also that while we are still in this life, to not waste any of it. This life that we have right now, in this moment, has purpose and meaning. This life that you are living was created to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And we as King's Church are passionate about taking on that mandate. You who are King's Church, stir up that passion to take on that mandate, to follow in Jesus' footsteps, doing his works. Together, let's establish communities of missional disciples, bringing kingdom transformation across Manchester and beyond. John 14, 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The world is like, live for yourselves, do what you want, do what makes you happy regardless of how it affects anyone else. Pursue your own goals, make yourselves into somebody. You should go after your heart's desire. It's all about you and your little world and what the world offers us with this kind of living is chaos and we've certainly known these in the last few weeks and also the, the world offers us with this shame, regret, fear, troubles, punishment, hopelessness and Jesus is like do what I command, live your life serving others, live your lives for Jesus, live your lives bringing restoration in all creation and all things. What Jesus offers with this kind of living is peace restoration, freedom, mercy, forgiveness, righteousness, love, hope, joy, a purpose, a destiny, life. The prince of this world, Satan, the enemy of God, 
from the very beginning has been trying to make us believe that we are alone, that the Father is not with us. He uses lies, fear and troubles to stop us from living in obedience to God so that we no longer be who God created us to be. He does not want us to fulfill our mandate in this world to be missional communities of disciples bringing kingdom transformation wherever we go. He wants us to think that we will only be happy and fulfilled if we live for ourselves, living in disobedience to our Father God, which is exactly what happened when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. They believed the lies of Satan and disobeyed God. Their act of disobedience allowed the Satan to steal a position of authority in this world that belonged to you and me. We were the ones created to take care of this world and to rule over it with righteousness and justice. Jesus took back our right to rule this world through his act of obedience. Disobedience gave up our position to rule and obedience took it back. We hold on to our position to rule as we live our lives in obedience to him, carrying on with the works that Christ did. Bryn Jones in the Radical Church says this, the degree to which the church will submit um, to, to, the rule, to, to the rule of God will determine the extent to which it has power to enable to, de to demonstrate the authority of Christ in every situation of life. He goes on to say that, that his rule is established in us and enables us to respond to the command of Jesus to love one another. The Bible, the word of God, places his emphasis on love and his rule in action. And when we love in our circumstances, love in difficulties, in trials, in times of opposition, love the poor, the weak, the marginalized, those who are lonely, we are seeing the rule of God in action. We are doing the works of Jesus. Isaiah describes the works of God or the command of God as this. 58, 6-7 Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To lose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? And when you see the naked to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood? I'd like to leave you with a few questions to ponder and pray about as you ask yourself, what does it look like to you to do what you were created for? What does it look like to you to do what Jesus commands? What does it look like for you to do the works of Jesus? What does it look like for you to be that community of missional disciples bringing kingdom transformation across Greater Manchester? Well, may God bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you, sending you lots and lots of love and prayers from here in sunny Whitby. God bless you. Bye-bye.